Chapter 7 of 25 Sermons on the Holy Land. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. 25 Sermons on the Holy Land by Thomas DeWitt Talmage. Peace be still. Entered into a ship and went over to the sea toward Capernaum john six seventeen and he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea mark four thirty nine here in this seashore village was the temporary home of that christ who for the most of his life was homeless on the site of this village now in ruins and all around this lake what scenes of kindness and power and glory and pathos when our lord lived here it has been the wish of my life i cannot say hope for i never expected the privilege to stand on the banks of galilee what a solemnity and what a rapture to be here i can now understand the feeling of the immortal scotchman robert mcshane when sitting on the banks of this lake he wrote it is not that the wild gazelle comes down to drink thy tide but he that was pierced and saved from hell oft wandered by thy side graceful around thee the mountains meet thou calm reposing sea but ah far more the beautiful feet of jesus walked o'er thee i can now easily understand from the contour of the country that bounds this lake that storms were easily tempted to make these waters their playground from the gentle way this lake treated our boat when we sailed on it yesterday one would have thought it incapable of a paroxysm of rage but it was quite different on both the occasions spoken of in my two texts i close my eyes and the shore of lake galilee as it now is with but little signs of human life disappears and there comes back to my vision the lake as it was in christ's time it lay in a scene of great luxuriance the surrounding hills terrace sloped grooved so many hanging gardens of beauty on the shore were castles armed towers roman baths everything attractive and beautiful all styles of vegetation in shorter space than in almost any other space in all the world from the palm tree of the forest to the trees of rigorous climate it seemed as if the lord had launched one wave of beauty on all that scene and it hung and swung from rock and hill and oleander roman gentlemen in pleasure boats sailing this lake and countrymen in fish smacks coming down to drop their nets pass each other with nod and shout of laughter or swinging idly at their moorings oh what a beautiful scene it seems as if we shall have a quiet night not a leaf winked in the air not a ripple disturbed the face of genesaret but there seems to be a little excitement up the beach and we hasten to see what it is and we find it an embarkation the voyage begins from the western shore a flotilla pushing out not a squadron or deadly armament nor clipper with valuable merchandise nor piratic vessels ready to destroy everything they could seize but a flotilla bearing messengers of life and light and peace christ is in the back of the boat his disciples are in a smaller boat jesus weary with much speaking to large multitudes is put into somnolence by the rocking of the waves if there was any motion at all the ship was easily righted if the wind passed from starboard to larboard or from larboard to starboard the boat would rock and by gentleness of the motion putting the master asleep 
and they extemporized a pillow made out of a fisherman's coat i think no sooner is christ prostrate and his head touches the pillow than he is sound asleep the breezes of the lake run their fingers through the locks of the worn sleeper and the boat rises and falls like a sleeping child on the bosom of a sleeping mother calm night starry night beautiful night run up all the sails ply all the oars and let the large boat and the small boat glide over gentle genesaret but the sailors say there is going to be a change of weather and even the passengers can hear the moaning of the storm as it comes on with great strides and all the terrors of hurricane and darkness the large boat trembles like a deer at bay among the clangor of the hounds great patches of foam are flung into the air the sails of the vessel loosen and the sharp winds crack like pistols the smaller boats like petrels poise on the cliffs of the waves and then plunge saved by christ overboard go cargo tackling and masts and the drenched disciples rush into the back part of the boat and lay hold of christ and say unto him master carest thou not that we perish that great personage lifts his head from the pillow of the fisherman's coat walks to the front of the vessel and looks out into the storm all around him are the smaller boats driven in the tempest and through it comes the cry of drowning men by the flash of lightning i see the calm brow of christ as the spray dropped from his beard he has one word for the sky and another for the waves looking upward he cries peace looking downward he says be still the waves fall flat on their faces the foam melts and extinguished stars relight their torches the tempest falls dead and christ stands with his feet on the neck of the storm and while the sailors are bailing out the boats and while they are trying to untangle the cordage the disciples stand in amazement now looking into the calm sea then into the calm sky then into the calm saviour's countenance and then they cry out what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him the subject in the first place impresses me with the fact that it is very important to have christ in the ship for all those boats would have gone to the bottom of genesaret if christ had not been present oh what a lesson for you and for me to learn we must always have christ in the ship whatever voyage we undertake into whatever enterprise we start let us always have christ in the ship all you can do with utmost tension of body mind and soul you are bound to do but oh have christ in every enterprise christ in every voyage the necessity of god's help there are men who ask god's help at the beginning of great enterprises he has been with them in the past no trouble can overthrow them the storms might come down from the top of mount hermon and lash genesaret into foam and into agony but it could not hurt them but here is another man who starts out in worldly enterprise and he depends upon the uncertainties of this life he has no god to help him after a while the storm comes and tosses off the masts of the ship he puts out his lifeboat and the longboat the sheriff and the auctioneer try to help him off they can't help him off he must go down no christ in the ship your life will be made up of sunshine and shadow there may be in it arctic blasts 
or tropical tornadoes i know not what is before you but i know if you have christ with you all shall be well you may seem to get along without the religion of christ while everything goes smoothly but after a while when sorrow hovers over the soul when the waves of trial dash clear over the hurricane deck and the decks are crowded with piratical disasters oh what would you do then without christ in the ship take god for your portion god for your guide god for your help then all is well all is well for time all shall be well forever blessed is that man who puts in the lord his trust he shall never be confounded but my subject also impresses me with the fact that when people start to follow christ they must not expect smooth sailing the troubles of the apostles these disciples got into the small boats and i have no doubt they said what a beautiful day it is what a smooth sea what a bright sky this is how delightful is sailing in this boat and as for the waves under the keel of the boat why they only make the motion of our little boat more delightful but when the wind swept down and the sea was tossed into wrath then they found that following christ was not smooth sailing so you have found it so i have found it did you ever notice the end of the life of the apostles of jesus christ you would say if ever men ought to have had a smooth life a smooth departure then those men the disciples of jesus christ ought to have such a departure and such a life st james lost his head st philip was hung to death on a pillar st matthew had his life dashed out with a halbert st mark was dragged to death through the streets st james the less was beaten to death with a fuller's club st thomas was struck through with a spear they did not find following christ smooth sailing oh how they were all tossed in the tempest john huss in the fire hugh mckayle in the hour of martyrdom the albigenses the waldenesses the scotch covenanters did they find it smooth sailing but why go into history when we can draw from our own memory illustrations of the truth of what i say some young man in a store trying to serve god while his employer scoffs at christianity the young men in the same store antagonistic to the christian religion teasing him tormenting him about his religion trying to get him mad they succeed in getting him mad saying you're a pretty christian does that young man find it smooth sailing when he tries to follow christ or you remember a christian girl her father despises the christian religion her mother despises the christian religion her brothers and sisters scoff at the christian religion she can hardly find a quiet place in which to say her prayers did she find it smooth sailing when she tried to follow jesus christ oh no all who would live the life of the christian religion must suffer persecution if you do not find it in one way you will get it in another way the question was asked who are those nearest the throne and the answer came back these are they who came up out of great tribulation great flailing as the original has it great flailing great pounding and had their robes washed and made white in the blood of the lamb oh do not be disheartened take courage you are in glorious companionship god will see you through all trials and he will deliver you my subject also impresses me with the fact that good people sometimes get very much frightened 
no real cause for fear in the tones of these disciples as they rushed into the back part of the boat i find they are frightened almost to death they say master carest thou not that we perish they had no reason to be frightened for christ was in the boat i suppose if we had been there we would have been just as much affrighted perhaps more in all ages very good people got very much affrighted it is often so in our day and men say why look at the bad lectures look at the various errors going over the church of god we are going to founder the church is going to perish she is going down oh how many good people are affrighted by iniquity in our day and think the church of jesus christ is going to be overthrown and are just as much affrighted as were the disciples of my text don't worry don't fret as though iniquity were going to triumph over righteousness a lion goes into a cavern to sleep he lies down with his shaggy mane covering the paws meanwhile the spider spins a web across the mouth of the cavern and say we have captured him gossamer thread after gossamer thread until the whole front of the cavern is covered with a spider's web and the spiders say the lion is done the lion is fast after a while the lion has got through sleeping he rouses himself and shakes his mane he walks out into the sunlight he does not even know the spider's web is spun and with his voice he shakes the mountain so men come spinning their sophistries and skepticism about jesus christ he seems to be sleeping they say we have captured the lord he will never come forth again upon the nation christ is captured forever his religion will never make any conquest among men but after a while the lion of the tribe of judah will rouse himself and come forth to shake mightily the nations what's a spider's web to the aroused lion give truth and error a fair grapple and truth will come off victor but there are a great many good people who get affrighted in other respects they are affrighted in our day about revivals they say oh this is a strong religious gale we are afraid the church of god is going to be upset and there are going to be a great many people brought into the church that are going to be of no use to it and they are affrighted when they see a revival taking hold of the churches as though a ship captain with five thousand bushels of wheat for a cargo should say some day coming upon deck throw overboard all the cargo and the sailor should say why captain what do you mean throw over all the cargo oh says the captain we have a peck of chaff that has got into this five thousand bushels of wheat and the only way to get rid of the chaff is to throw all the wheat overboard now that is a great deal wiser than the talk of a great many christians who want to throw overboard all the thousands and tens of thousands of souls who are the subjects of revivals throw all overboard because they are brought into the kingdom of god through great revivals because there is a peck of chaff a quart of chaff a pint of chaff i say let them stay until the last day the lord will divide the chaff from the wheat do not be afraid of great revival oh that such gales from heaven might sweep through all our churches oh for such day as richard baxter saw in england and robert mcshane saw in dundee oh for such days as jonathan edwards saw in northampton i have often heard my father tell of the fact that in the early part of this century a revival broke out in somerville new jersey and some people were very much agitated about it they said 
oh you are going to bring too many people into the church at once and they sent down to new brunswick to get john livingston to stop the revival well there was no better soul in all the world than john livingston he went and looked at the revival they wanted him to stop it he stood in the pulpit on the sabbath and looked over the solemn auditory and he said this brethren is in reality the work of god beware how you try to stop it and he was an old man leaning heavily on his staff a very old man and he lifted that staff and took hold of the small end of the staff and began to let it fall slowly between the finger and the thumb and he said oh thou impenitent thou art falling now falling from life falling away from peace and heaven falling as certainly as that cane is falling through my hand falling certainly though perhaps falling slowly and the cane kept on falling through john livingston's hand the religious emotion in the audience was overpowering the men saw a type of their doom as the cane kept falling until the knob of the cane struck mr livingston's hand and he clasped it stoutly and said but the grace of god can stop you as i stopped that cane and then there was a gladness all through the house at the fact of pardon and peace and salvation well said the people after the service i guess you had better send livingston home he is making the revival worse oh for gales from heaven to sweep all the continents the danger of the church of god is not in revivals god and man again my subject impressed me with the fact that jesus was god and man in the same being here he is in the back part of the boat oh how tired he looks what sad dreams he must have look at his countenance he must be thinking of the cross to come look at him he is a man bone of our bone flesh of our flesh tired he falls asleep he is a man but then i find christ at the prow of the boat i hear him say peace be still and i see the storm kneeling at his feet and the tempests folding their wings in his presence he is god if i have sorrow and trouble and want sympathy i go and kneel down at the back part of the boat and say o christ weary one of genesaret sympathize with all my sorrows man of nazareth man of the cross a man a man but if i want to conquer my spiritual foes if i want to get the victory over sin death and hell i come to the front of the boat and i kneel down and i say o lord jesus christ thou who dost hush the tempest hush all my grief hush all my temptation hush all my sin a man a man a god a god i learn once more from this subject that christ can hush a tempest it did seem as if everything must go to ruin the disciples had given up the idea of managing the ship the crew were entirely demoralized yet christ rises and he puts his foot on the storm and it crouches at his feet oh yes christ can hush the tempest you have had trouble perhaps it was the little child taken away from you the sweetest child of the household the one who asked the most curious questions and stood around you with the greatest fondness and the spade cut down through your bleeding heart perhaps it was an only son and your heart has ever since been like a desolated castle the owls of the night hooting among the fallen arches and crumbling stairways 
perhaps it was an aged mother you always went to her with your troubles she was in your home to welcome your children into life and when they died she was there to pity you that old hand will do you no more kindness that white lock of hair you put away in the casket or in the locket didn't look as it usually did when she brushed it away from her wrinkled brow in the home circle or the country church or your property is gone you said i have so much bank stock i have so many government securities i have so many houses i have so many farms all gone all gone why sir all the storms that ever trampled with their thunders all the shipwrecks have not been worse than this is to you yet you have not been completely overthrown why christ says i have that little one in my keeping i can care for him as well as you can better than you can o bereaved mother hushing the tempest when your property went away god said there are treasures in heaven in banks that never break jesus hushing the tempest there's one storm into which we all will have to run the moment when we let go of this world and try to take hold of the next we will want all the grace possible yonder i see a christian soul rocking on the surges of death all the powers of darkness seem to let out against that soul the swirling wave the thunder of the sky the shriek of the wind all seem to unite together but that soul is not troubled there is no sighing there are no tears plenty of tears in the room at the departure but he weeps no tears calm satisfied and peaceful all is well by the flash of the storm you see the harbor just ahead and you are making for that harbor all shall be well jesus being our guide into the harbor of heaven now we glide we're home at last home at last softly we drift on the bright silvery tide we're home at last glory to god all dangers are o'er we stand secure on the glorified shore glory to god we will shout evermore we're home at last end of chapter seven